Welcome back to Charatli Mechanach Yomi with the Oyom Initiative. My name is Mrs. Michal Horowitz. Today we'll continue our study of Sefer Tehillim. We are up to chapter 39, Kapitola Metas of Tehillim. By way of introduction, the Stein Zotzkutuvim tells us this is a psalm of prayer dealing with illness, pain, and the suffering inflicted by enemies. It also ponders the fate of humanity in a more general sense. So let us begin. In terms of tefillah, uh, there's a couple of uh, brief, very short references that are mentioned in Tachanun, not even in Tari Pesukim. So there's not much of a connection to tefillah in this capital. To the conductor, for the chief musician for Yudusun. A psalm by David, who was Yudusun, Steintos Ketuvim. Yudusun was one of the temple's chief musicians, which I found very interesting and beautiful. And David furnished the song to him, either to set it to music or to sing it. Some commentators are of their opinion that Yudusun is the name of an existing melody to which this psalm was meant to be sung, or alternatively, the name of a musical instrument. So that is the introduction. Now, in the next psukim, David HaMalach describes the quality of silence of keeping one's mouth closed, of not sinning with one's tongue. We have already seen this idea in chapter 34, but there it is speaking about seeing the good and not speaking bad. And here, the way I understand this capital and the interpretation is that we're talking about not speaking against the Rebona Sha'ola. What do I mean? We see so many things in this world that we simply do not understand. We see so much of Tzadik Viralo, the righteous suffer, Virasha Vatovlo, and the wicked prosper. Uh, this is not something that we first um, envisioned. Moshe Rabbeinu asked this question of God, Masechus Brachus Zion. And Chazal say in Pirkei Avos, Ein biyadeinu lo mishalvas harishaim v'aflo miyasurei hatzadikim. It is not in our hands. In other words, we do not understand why the righteous suffer and the wicked prosper. And David Amalek here speaks about the power of keeping silent before the Ribbon Olam. Sometimes just saying nothing is the best thing to say, especially when we don't understand. I have said, I will watch my path from sinning with my mouth. I will guard my tongue. I will muzzle it. While the wicked one is opposite me. I was mute. I was silent. I was silent. I refrained even from speaking good, but my pain worsened. My heart was hot within me. When I was contemplating, when we contemplate the world around us, when we contemplate Hadar Golden and Oran Sha'ol, not having been returned since Mitzat Sok Eitan in the summer of 2014, it's very difficult. One Hasidic rabbi said, if I understood God, I would be God. We, we don't understand. Robertson Kanievsky used to say, Hashem kulam tovim velo kulam evunim. The ways of God are all good, but they are not all understood. And sometimes when we look around in the world, our heart feels hot within us. Tivar eish, a fire is burning. I spoke with my tongue. We have to know that sometimes we bow our heads in submission to the Rebbe Olam without any understanding. And we keep silent because we are the servant and he is the master. We are the soldier, and he is the general. We are the created, and he is the creator. We are here for a short amount of time, like David Mel says in Tehillim, which I won't be teaching, I don't think, <laughs> chapter 90. Man is here for 70 years, and if he has great strength, 80 years. 
He's here from the beginning of time till the ends of time. We see a small snippet of understanding a few decades in this world. And we just don't understand Hashem. And we have to know, Amarti, I said, I will guard my ways from sinning with my mouth. I will guard my mouth, my tongue. I will muzzle it. When the wicked, when the eight are hard, is opposite me to make me stumble. Now, Lamti, do me. I'm like a mute. I am silent. I'm like a deaf one. Even I'm speaking good. And yet I am in so much pain. My heart is hot within me. When I contemplate the world. Tivar Aish, a fire is burning. Shall I speak with my tongue? Hashem, just let me know when my end will come, when the suffering will stop. What is the measure of my days? Ask the suffering is so much, the confusion is so great. The ability to understand is so beyond us. Let me know when I will cease to be. Hine tefachos, a tefach is a measurement, a hand breath. Hine tefachos nasate yamai. My days are so short. They're just a few hand breaths long. As I'll say about man, po, kan, po, no. Hayom kan, I'm sorry, machar bekever. Man is here today and gone tomorrow. My days are just like about a few hand breaths, says David Amech. V'cheldi ka'ayin negdecha. My existence is nothing in your sight. I'll call hevel, call adam sela. Every man is like nothingness. I'm sorry. Every standing man, Sela. Surely man walks about as a shadow. Indeed, he is in turmoil for naught, amassing riches and not even knowing who will gather them. Yitzbor, he gathers riches. What will happen to everything we amass in this world after we have departed this world? Who will even gather them? Who will benefit? And now, Hashem, on what do I rely to? What do I hope? My hope is only in you. Save me from all my sins. Don't make me a disgrace amongst the scoundrels. Amongst the degenerate, do not make me a disgrace. Once again, David says, I've become you. I won't open my mouth. Everything I see is your doing, even if I do not understand it. Remove from me your afflictions. From the blows of your hand, I perish. You chastise a man with punishments for his sin, consuming like a moth what is precious to him. Man surely is nothing. When we contemplate our position vis a vis the Rabbanu it's laughable. We realize we are one speck in the vast cosmos of eternity. How do we expect to understand? Hashem, Hashem, please hear my prayer. my hysterical outcry. give ear. To my tears, do not be deaf. I'm just a sojourner with you. Toshav a resident like all my fathers. Let me be so I may have relief before I depart, and I am no more. What a powerful chapter. The confusion, the pain. The silence overwhelms King David. Reminds me very much of an interview that the Rabbanit Hankin, Rabbanit Hannah Hankin, gave the following interview. If anyone remembers from Divrei Yamim Bet, when King Shlomo inaugurated the Beit Hamikdash, I uh, told you about the picture hanging on my kitchen wall that uh, Rabbanit and her husband, Rav Hankin Zatzal, gave us when we went to visit them in the summer of 2019 in their apartment in Yerushalayim, 
And it's a picture of the Koto, the Koto Plaza, the surrounding environment, a panoramic picture that her children, um, Rabbi Etam and Nama Hinken, Zichonon Lefracha Shaminkom Damam, created. They enjoyed graphic design and they connected them different sites in Eretz so they took pictures to Psukim in Tanakh and they hoped to sell them for Parnassah. They were cut down in their young years of life, leaving four orphans. The poster that I have, picture, frame, picture, I framed it. From the Rayam and Bet. And now my eyes will be open and my ears will pay attention to the prayers of this place. In an interview six weeks after her children were murdered in October 2015, Rabbi Hankin gave an interview. A friend actually sent it to me, someone who's friends with the Rabbi from their college days. And I paused the screen after every a phrase and I transcribed, I wrote down what the Rabbi said in her interview. And that's what this capital of Tilm reminds me of. In October 2015, Rabbi Eitam Hankin and his wife Naama were buried in the Givat Shul Cemetery in Jerusalem. They were murdered on Thursday night of Cholomot Sukkot. The couple survived by their families and their children, four sons, Matan Hillel at the time was nine years old, Nitan Yitzchak at the time was seven, Neta Eliezer was four, and Itamar was nine months old. In a moving and powerful interview given six weeks after the Pigua, Rabbi Chanahinkin related Matan, nine years old, sat next to me at the Azkara. When he heard Rabbi Shai Hirsch tell I was Abba, would sit in the Beit Knesset and would learn Halacha with Matan, Matan said to me, Safta, who'd so bidiyuk. He's correct. Rabbi Shairish is correct. Abba would learn with me in the Beit Knesset. The two older ones will have some memories, said the Rabbani, to the younger ones who are four and nine at the time, four and nine months at the time of the time of the parents' murder. We will tell them about their parents. We will show them pictures. Said the Rabbani, I feel that during these days we are seeing the greatness of Am Yisrael. During and since the Shiva, I feel that we are Am Echad. The interview was in Ivrit. We are one nation. We have one lot and one destiny. We are together during this time. And the interviewer asked Rabbanit Hinken, do you have questions for HaKadosh Baruch Hu during this time? And the Rabbanit answered, I apportion my pain to God. This is correct. And the Rabbanit was once again asked by the interviewer, and you don't ask questions? And the Rabbani said, Ainli ta'am I have no reason to ask. Anima amina shahakodosh barhu samotanuba olam, lo almanat the kabel shavrim, la shavachinam babet malon. I believe that the Almighty places us into this world, not to get a free pass, not to sift for free on vacation in the hotel. Hakodosh barhu matil alenu tafkidim. The Almighty appoints each of us with a unique mission in life. God does not ask us, would you like this portion? Are you happy with the way things are going? I privately tell God every day that I'm not happy, said the Rabbanit. And here she starts crying in the interview. Laments, wails, prays the psalmist. Shimat filati Hashem. Please, God, hear my prayers. Visha avasi me hysterical outcry. Hazina, give ear. Al dimati to my tears. Al techosh, do not be deaf. For I am but a sojourner with you, a resident like all of my forefathers. I tell God every day, said the Rabbanit, that I'm not happy, and she cries. And then she says, 
but I also know that he is there to hear me and to listen. Her voice breaks and she says, But I also understand that I have a mission to continue. And I'm trying to the best of my ability. She cries some more and then she says, Slicha. I'm going to repeat the interview, this, this excerpt, without interrupting the Rabbanit, I translated it already. She was asked, do you have questions for HaKadosh Baruch Hu during this time? And you don't ask? And here she cries. Her voice breaks. Through tears she concludes and she says, For the chief musician for Yudusan, a song for David. I will guard my path from sinning with my tongue. I will guard my mouth. I will muzzle it. When I see so much evil in the world around me, and I see so much I don't understand, it is better for me to muzzle my mouth than to question the ways of God. Even when I see good, it's so confusing all around me. I am deaf, I am mute, I am silenced. My innards are hurting. My heart is hot within me. A fire is burning. Should I speak with my mouth? God, please let me know my end. Let me know the length of my days. Let me know when I will cease to be. My days, but if my days here are but a few hands' breath, and all man is heaven, nothingness. Nevertheless, we ask God to hear our prayers, to listen to our hysterical outcry, to give ear to our tears, not to be deaf. Let me be so I may have relief before I depart and I am no more. If you do not give respite to a creature as short-lived and lowly as I am, my life will consist only of suffering, and I will not have experienced what the world has in store for me. We long for the day, and our mouths and our tongues will be filled with laughter and song, and the greatness of God will be evident, clear to all. The confusion will be no longer. Thank you for learning with me the Zechon Nishmat Sonia Finkelstein, Alasham, Hanasar, Bachayim Leib. I wish you all a wonderful day, call Tov, and I look forward to continuing tomorrow. Thank you so much, everybody.